0: good morning everybody good morning can we sing a little bit of that you know my name one more time
1: you know my name you know my name you for I- I love-
0: We bless your name today we bless your name thank you for knowing us by our name thank you for walking with us and talking with us holy spirit talk to us today say whatever you want to say however you want to say it we thank you in advance for transforming our hearts and our minds as a result of your word and your presence in jesus name we pray amen come on put those hands together Hallelujah, hallelujah, God is so good. Welcome, welcome, thank you for being here today. I am so honored to stand before you. I give honor to our pastor in his absence, and I give honor to our founding pastors. Happy birthday, Bay! That is my Bay, y'all, I'm telling you. Wow, um, he's just awesome, he's just awesome. And he has genes that are supernatural, I guess. Um, But I honor him today. I love him. And I love the way he loves me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me get focused. Let me get focused. (laughs) Got to get refocused. (laughs) All right, let's make our declaration, everybody. Repeat after me The word of God is the bread of life. life. May May my heart conceive it, and may my life achieve it. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I start my message this morning, I want to thank everybody for your love, your cards, and the gifts that you blessed Pastor Love and I with on Founders Day a few Sundays ago. We were just overwhelmed by your love and overwhelmed. The whole weekend was amazing, all the volunteers. Thank you so much. We want. I want to thank our pastor for saying all the wonderful things that he said about his dad and myself, and I was just overwhelmed when he used the scripture, Psalm, um should I say Proverbs 31, to, to describe um, me and, and to give me honor. That's a scripture that I have um, heard all of my life. And so just to hear him, um, I don't know, honor me with that was just overwhelming. It was breathtaking and life-giving at the same time. God is faithful. Um, the reason Pastor and I can even receive those words is because um, we know that if it had not been for Jesus, we wouldn't be here. Um, Our family wouldn't be what it is. Our marriage wouldn't be what it is. Everything is because of his goodness. It's because God is who he says he is. It's because his promises are true. It's because he is faithful. It's because he will do what he says he will do. Amen? We have done nothing good apart from the Holy Spirit empowering us. We can't do any good on our own, so we're grateful today. Uh, I am a product of those who went before me. I am a result of their salvation, their obedience, their endurance, and their selflessness. It was because of the life they led that I was left with such a rich and powerful legacy, the legacy of faith, the legacy of Jesus. It was because of the sacrifices they made that I was raised in in an environment that confirmed and reinforced my God-given purpose. Do me a favor this morning and turn to your neighbor, find a neighbor on one side and say, uh, your legacy starts now. Turn to your other neighbor, say, your legacy starts now. Yeah. Yeah. We are in our legacy series. Um, And the title of my message today is live to leave a legacy, live to leave a legacy. What kind of legacy do you want to live behind, leave behind for your family and friends? How do you want others to remember you? And most importantly, what do you want God to say? The reality is that every life leaves a legacy. Okay. That is not an option. The question is what type of legacy do you want to leave? However you frame that question, the truth is that right now you are working on the legacy you are going to leave. Your family will be left in their hands primarily that which you pass on to them. They will be left with your legacy, good or bad. That is what they will have. And the legacy you leave will become the legacy they live and in turn will become the basis for the legacy that they will leave. God also works outside of our mess-ups. Praise the Lord. There's something to the grace and sovereignty of the Lord. Some people who have never had a biblical example go on to do incredible things for God and the kingdom of God. And then you have some people who have the greatest of examples and do nothing for the kingdom of God. We won't get into sorting that out. But one thing I do know is that you and I are required to leave a legacy where our children, grandchildren and others can look at us and they can't poke holes into what we believe. I am praying and believing for my children and grandchildren to all serve the Lord wholeheartedly. But I know I am responsible to show them that it's possible. And when they see my life, they should see the Lord at work. Proverbs 13, says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I would like to share a quote from a former um, Colorado governor. It says, Future historians will say that the multiple factors that led to the decline of America were led by the failure to replace ourselves with enough stable children born to families with the ability to raise successful children themselves. What we are experiencing is a crisis in generational legacies. Martin Luther, when asked what he would do if he knew he were going to die tomorrow, replied, I go out and plant a tree. He would, in other words, leave behind him a legacy of life that would grow on and on into the future. And this is what we want to talk about today. Leaving a legacy that will grow on and on into the future. Your legacy is who you are. Your legacy is what you leave behind. Your legacy is built in a lifetime. Legacy is what your children will live with for the rest of their lives. So right now you are working on your legacy, amen? Live to leave a legacy. Let's look at 2 Timothy 4. We're going to read 6 through the 8th verse. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day and not to me only but also to all who have loved his appearing as he neared the end of his life paul could confidently say that he had faithfully finished his call he had been faithful to his call he faced death calmly knowing that he would be rewarded by christ Is your life preparing you for death? Is your life preparing you for death? Do you share Paul's confident expectation of meeting Christ? The good news is that the heavenly reward is not just for the giants of faith, but for all who eagerly look for Christ's return. Paul gave these words to encourage Timothy and us, so that no matter how difficult the fight seems, we can keep fighting. When we are with Jesus, we will discover that it was worth it all. As Paul pondered the end of his life, he made three very simple statements about his legacy. He said that he fought the good fight, he finished the race, and he kept the faith. If you want to leave a legacy that will impact generation after generation, if you want to live your life to leave something that will honor God forever, all you need is wrapped up in these three statements. Number one, fight the good fight of faith. Recognize, it is time to recognize each day that you are in a war, And choose to stand firm, clothed in your armor, as a spiritual warrior. When you and I are casual about the spiritual things, careless with the disciplines of faith, like prayer, Bible study, church, like prayer, (laughs) Bible study. Attending church. Those are just three. I can just keep repeating those three all day. When we are callous about the things that are holy, we are leaving a legacy that will not be strong enough for our family in their time of need. Wow. We have got to understand that when Satan targets you and tries to weaken your faith, compromise your stand, And induce you to sin. He is not simply targeting you. But he's targeting your children. Your family. And your friends as well. You see the legacy I leave is created by the choices that I make on a daily basis. Are you faithful in the fight? When you wake up forces are trying to tear you apart. Your family apart. Your church apart. Your community apart. Are you faithful in the fight? Are you engaging the enemy through prayer, through conversation? Are you even aware you're in a fight? What you watch on TV, what you watch in the movies, what your kids are engaging in on the internet, their tablet. Do you see the battle that is happening right in front of their eyes? Do you see what's being fed to them one drop at a time? Every day is a fight. Can you repeat that? Say every day day." is a fight. This means that the mission, the mission, the message we carry will cause friction. Don't change the message. Don't stop engaging the enemy. Why? You have been called to do so. You are building a legacy of truth and honor. Ephesians 6 and 12 reads, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In this Christian life, we battle against rulers and authorities, the powerful evil forces of the fallen angels led by the devil, who is a vicious fighter. First Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, lion, seeking whom he may devour. Lions attack sick, young, and straggling animals. They choose victims who are alone or not alert. Peter warns us to watch out for Satan when we are suffering or being persecuted. If you are feeling alone, weak, helpless, cut off from other believers, or if you are so focused on your troubles that you forget to watch out for danger, those are the times when you are especially vulnerable to Satan's attacks. Amen? Amen. During times of suffering, seek other Christians. Get support, get help, keep your eyes on Christ. Then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. To withstand the attacks, we must depend on God's strength and use every piece of his armor. You can't leave part of your armor at home and walk out on the battlefield. There's not one soldier I know who has been at battle and left his gun at home. That makes no sense. And we're the same. Each one of us should be armed with our spiritual armor. Everybody trying to get guns nowadays, and we ought to know that that's not working. I said, that is not the answer. The answer is that we have to be spiritually armed. So the spirit can tell us what's going to happen before it happens. You understand what I'm saying? We have to be spiritually armed. We cannot fight demons in the natural. As you do battle against the mighty powers in this dark world, fight in the strength of the power that only comes from the Holy Spirit. The deeper your walk in righteousness, the more effective your weapons are in the fight. Second Corinthians six and seven reads by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. You see, Paul, when he was put in jail, you know, being put in jail would normally make someone bitter or ready to give up. But Paul saw jail time as one more opportunity. <laughs> Paul is amazing, wasn't he? But, but you're amazing, too. We have that same Holy Spirit, right? He saw this as an opportunity to spread good news of Christ. Paul realized that his current circumstances weren't as important as what he did with them. Turning a bad situation into a good one. He reached out to the Roman soldiers who made up the palace guard and encouraged Christians who were afraid of persecution. We may not be in prison, but how many know we have plenty of opportunities to be discouraged? Right? Times of indecision. Financial burdens, family conflict, church conflict, or the loss of our jobs. How we act in such situations will reflect what we really believe. Like Paul, look for ways to demonstrate your faith, even in the bad situation, even in the midst of the fire. Whether or not the situation improves, your faith will grow stronger. If you are not making choices <laughs> in keeping with righteousness, you are compromising your strength in the battle. And what I mean by that is that you have to understand the importance of complete obedience. You have to have the, uh, understand the importance of having your whole armor on at all times. A lot of times we feel like if we do one thing right, then we're ready to fight the enemy. And that's why we end up running And the enemy ends up getting the victory every single time. You have to allow the Lord to search your life. And you have to be obedient in every area of your life. If not, your armor will not be strong enough to win the battle. Whenever you're disobedient, whatever area you're disobedient, in, no matter how small it is, it's taking strength from you. It's sapping your strength. You're not as strong as God has called you to be. Amen? How many of us understand that in the kingdom, we have to fight for our inheritance? You must fight for your legacy. This is because it is promised but not possessed. Israel had already been given the promised land. It was theirs. It was their inheritance, a legacy, but they had to fight for it. The devil does not want you to walk in the legacy that, he has, that God has provided for you. As a matter of fact, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy it. One of the ways to know that you're winning is that you're growing, okay? You know that you're winning the battle when you're growing in God, when you're growing in the fruit of the Spirit, when you're growing in love, when you're growing in in patience. If you want to live to leave a legacy, you've got to fight the good fight. Number two, you gotta finish the race. Finishing the race means making sure that you are not disqualified or disheartened in the race of life and ministry. It's a process, right? I've been around long enough to see people who, whose lives were sold out to God, but who have since just walked off the track in the middle of the race. They've given up. They've lost their longing for God and all he is. Galatians 5, 7 through 9 reads, You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who's hindering you from obeying the truth? What's hindering you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little yeast causes a whole lump of dough to rise. It only takes one wrong person to affect the others. A little bit of sin will separate you. A little bit. The way to stay the course is to meditate on God's word, his commands, his promises, day and night. Then follow the word. You know, Whatever the word says, when you follow it, you're going to see the benefits. It's like gravity. It's just like the, it's a law that works every single time. When you live by certain standards, you will see the benefits. You'll see the results in your life. God clearly tells us in his word that if you do this, you'll be blessed. If you don't do this, you won't be blessed. Amen. Let me tell you some of the things Satan uses to try to dissuade you from finishing the race. Distractions, wrong things and good things. Discouragement, offense, failure, divisions, trying to separate you from God, trying to separate you from your brothers and your sisters. Deceptions is all about you. God wants you happy. God wants me happy. Let me make it clear this morning. God is not concerned about you being happy outside of him. There is no happiness outside of him. Amen? The Bible tells us in Proverbs 16, 20, He who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Do I have any happy people in here today? God's wisdom gives us discretion that proves to be a life-giving fountain that can make you happy, make us healthy, make us alive, Forever. Amen. When we live by God's word, it washes, hallelujah, away the deadly effects of sin and the hope of eternal life with him gives us a joyful perspective on our present lives. No matter where you find yourself today, no matter what battle you're in, there is a joyful perspective. Amen. Don't lose faith while waiting. Sometimes you have to be still and sit down. And it might appear like nothing is happening, but how many know God is always at work? He's always at work. Everybody around you might want to just do something, even if it's the wrong thing. You know, and when I was studying this, I thought about Moses and the children of Israel. When Moses went up the mountain to receive the commandments, uh, the children of Israel was down. And they were like, hey, he's been up there a long time. Hey, we got to do something. And so let me tell you, We always say the majority rules, but y'all don't follow the majority. You better follow God. You better follow God. It can be a huge crowd, but if they're going the wrong way, don't join them. So they decided to build an idol. They just got to do something. Sometimes you just got to be still. Joshua was faithful in the mundane. He was faithful in the wait. Sometimes the bells are not going off. It is not a celebration. Sometimes it's grieving and mourning. Maybe some loneliness is going on and you're battling something in your life, battling something inside. But in the quiet of those moments, we don't give up. We don't give in. We don't quit. We don't deviate from the mission and the message. We stay in the race. In the quiet, we speak with God. We cry out to God and become more faithful and become more ready for what's next. While in the mundane times of life, be the best that you can be. Do it unto the Lord until he brings something else. While in the uh, mundane times of life, parents, don't give up. Keep doing what you know. Continue. In the mundane of the moments, let God build a foundation to put a legacy on. Hebrews 12 and 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Everybody say throw off. off. Not ease off. (laughs) Not pet it for a little bit. (laughs) Throw it off. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us cloud of witnesses is composed of the people described in chapter 11. Their faithfulness is a constant encouragement to us. We do not struggle alone. We are not the first to struggle what we're being faced with. Others have run the race and won. And their witness stirs us up and encourages us to run and win also. Amen. The Christian life involves hard work. It requires us to give up whatever, whoever, endangers our relationship with God. To run with endurance and to be victorious over sin by the power of the Holy Ghost. To live effectively and finish the race well, we must keep our eyes on Jesus. We will stumble if we look away from Jesus to look at ourselves or to look at our circumstances. All right? We should run this race This is so important. We should be running the race for Christ. We're not running the race for ourselves. So you have to keep your eyes on him because he knows the way. You're running for him. So fight the good fight. Finish the race and keep the faith. The word for keep means to manage, to guard, to look over, hold on to truth tenaciously. We're living in a time that you have to hold on to truth. You have to keep it close to you. Second Timothy four, three through five reads for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves, teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Now raise your hand if you think this word is talking to you. Raise your hand. No, keep them up. All right, I just want to make sure, because a lot of times we read the word and we think he's talking to somebody else. But he's talking to you. He's talking to me. These are people, or should I say, there are people who won't listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Instead, they reject the truth. You can see this everywhere, from from liberal churches to university campuses, people claiming to have a bit more enlightenment than what the Bible has to say. People claiming to improve on God's word. They want truth that fits their situation and makes sense for them. Such teachers have a large following because they're telling people what they want to hear. Right? They're believing lies and myths. Be careful. False teaching can be found in many places. A lot of y'all listen to everybody. You can't listen to everybody. I don't care how popular they are, it's got to line up with the Word of God. Amen? Romans 1 through 1 and 5 says through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name You see none of that is about you We received it for obedience for his name You see, saving faith makes you obedient to Christ. The greatest legacy I could leave is to be obedient. Consider Jesus' words when he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Why should the father glorify the son? Because as he said, I have bought you glory on earth by completing the work, completing the work you gave me to do. Jesus glorified the father by obeying him. The legacy of our Lord's obedience was the men he left behind through the life he led. Living men and women who carry on the the mission and the message for his glory. Right? Right? How can I live to leave a legacy like this? How can I do this? By living the way Christ did, living the same way through the power of his presence in us. Obedience to the Father, guys, obedience to the Father is the fragrance that draws people to him. We're going to win the world through our obedience. We're going to conquer the enemy every single time through our obedience. He shows Jesus shows us how to leave a true legacy, a legacy of glory, his glory, a legacy that will change the world. The legacy we leave is the life we lead, the life of Christ in us and through us passed on to others in the power of the Holy Ghost. Now we have to have faith to add to the word without faith is impossible to please God without faith the word remains impotent. but when we add faith to truth it releases the power of God all right in your own strength you cannot fight the good fight you cannot finish the race you cannot keep the faith nor could Paul in his own strength but there's one who can Paul, who left us with these words, also said that he had been crucified with Christ. And that it is no longer him who lived, but Christ who lived in him. And he also went on to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As I close today, I must ask you this very important question. Have you made up your mind to finish the race? have you made up your mind to finish the race? Because when you really come to a resolve that I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to walk up right before, I'm going to finish this race, I'm going to run well, I'm going to finish well, then no matter what comes, your mindset is still focused on finishing the race. But have you made up your mind? I know it's hard, I know the course is long. I know sometimes it's extremely painful, but will you finish? Understand your flesh does not want you to finish. It does not want you to leave a legacy. Flesh is all about self. When you realize that it's it's in him you live and it's in, in, in him you move and it's in him you have your being. And when you rise up in faithfulness in him, his life becomes the legacy that you live and the legacy that you will leave. So it's time to live, to leave a legacy, amen? I want everybody to repeat these words after me. And I want you to say it loud, okay? Say, by the strength of Christ in me, I will fight the good fight. I will finish the race. And I will keep the faith. In Jesus' name, amen come on put those hands together and give God praise yeah. hallelujah hallelujah can you stand to your feet and bow your heads I want to lead us in prayer then I'm going to lead us in a salvation prayer but father God we thank you for this word today and Lord Jesus said yes when everything in him wanted to say no he learned obedience through the suffering and became the source of our eternal salvation A legacy of faith can only come through obedience, Lord, and and obedience always leads us to the cross. So, God, we want to live to leave a legacy that will bring you glory and honor. We want to leave a legacy like Jesus left, but we need your power to do it. We know that with your presence and with your power, we are more than able to fight the good fight, to finish the race, and to keep the faith. So, Father God, we trust you today that you've put something in us through this word that will allow us to stand and leave the legacy that will bring you glory until you return. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. amen. Come on and give them praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm gonna ask, ask that everybody be still because this is the most important part of the service. We have to learn to respect and reverent God. Amen. We're gonna ask if anyone wants to receive Jesus today, that they will understand that if you pray this prayer with a sincere heart, that you will be saved. We want everyone who doesn't know the Lord to, to understand this is the greatest opportunity you can ever have, is to come into this life and begin this legacy of honor and glory and peace and joy. Amen. So I want everyone to close your eyes and bow your heads and repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I repent of my sins, and I turn to you. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe he died for my sins, and on the third day, you raised him from the grave. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I will be empowered to live a life pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. You have made the best decision you you could ever make. And we want to know, if you said yes to Jesus, please let us know today. All you have to do is text BELONG to 77411. If you said yes to Jesus today, we want to encourage you. We want to help you on this journey. We're going to open up the altar. We're going to ask the prayer team to get in their places. If you want prayer at the end of service, please come up. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you whatever you're going through. There's power in agreement, amen? All right, so we're gonna dismiss and then the altar is open for those who want to come. Bow your heads and let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for the transformation that has happened because of your presence. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day.